This is the Shannon Smith Shooting Podcast. Gas it up. Sup, gang? Welcome back to Shannon Smith Shooting Show Podcast. Glad you guys are joining me again. Be sure and hit me up on all my media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, email, website, uh, Shannon Smith Shooting on all those. And uh, let me know what you're thinking. If you got any questions or topics you want me to address on the show, I've got a few items in queue left to hit to, some uh, shooting style related questions, but um, ready for some more. So hit me up with what you guys want to hear about. A little bit out of order, last episode covered the Three Gun Nation regional match because I was just coming home from that. Thought that'd be a good time to hit it. This episode we're going to talk a little bit about the, the year so far. It's already been a busy year for those of us in the South. And a little recap of the Florida Open. Uh, it's been a really busy year this year. I, I, uh, it seems like I've been saying this for a long time, but it seems like more and more people are shooting than ever before. Uh, obviously, we there's some attrition in there as well, but I've seen a lot more new shooters coming out. And maybe part of it is just uh, more shooters hitting big matches than before. Maybe not necessarily more shooters across the board, but... The uh, Florida State was the biggest Florida State I think we've ever had. Uh, Florida Open was the biggest we've ever had. And uh, I have Area 6 Multigun coming up. We'll see how registration runs on that. But other than, other, I mean, all around, it's been a, a super busy year here. Training's been popular. The um, I, I, I run most of the competitions out here, so this time of year is our busy season. The fall leading up to holidays, and then January, February, March usually uh, are really busy with match after match. So I don't get to teach quite as much, but I've been jamming in classes when I could. Uh, just coming home from a class today, and March is pretty much book solid, uh, except for the last week because I'll be working on the multi-gun match, and then already booking uh, booking a fair amount of April. So uh, good for the industry. I know. Gun sales wise, and, and that style, that side of the industry is maybe not doing so hot, but competition and training side seems to be doing pretty well. So that's good for us. Makes me busy, but uh, but not complaining. Good for us. And then I've got the IDPA Florida State match tomorrow. I'm actually leaving tomorrow, shooting that on Friday. Uh, so that'll probably be done by the time this comes out. Not a big IDPA fan, but. I do shoot the state match every year for a couple of reasons. They put out a pretty good match. I, mean, I don't. I don't dislike IDPA. It's not my preferred sport. I, I prefer USPSA style shooting. I don't think it's training. It's certainly not tactical. There's none of that aspect of it. It's just a shooting sport with different rules. And um, so I don't dislike it. It's just not my preference. But I do take pride in uh, being the top shooter in Florida. So definitely want to go down and hit that again. I've had pretty good success there the last number of years. And I've shot a lot of stuff recently. I, I've talked about this before, but uh, you know, it's not optimum for performance. But you know, we had the Florida State Championship in January. I was shooting PCC uh, 
Florida Open. I shot PCC as well. The very next weekend, which was last weekend, was Three Gun Nation. And now four days later, IDPA. And then uh, what's next? I guess Area 6 Multigun will be next, back to Three Gun. And then Area 6 Pistol will be after that, uh, back to maybe PCC. I'm not sure what I'm going to shoot on that yet. But a lot of bouncing around, a lot of shooting different guns, a lot of making sure everything works. And so that on top of everything else is made for a made for a busy season trying to keep everything running and figuring out what gun I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot the PCC thing you've heard me talk about I'm liking it I still don't own one technically but I've shot a, a couple of JP's I've shot a couple of the MBX's and uh, I had that Tresna which was okay it's not good enough but it was okay and then I just got one of the Da Vinci's so I'll be looking forward to trying that out I haven't even shot it yet I've, mounted the scope on it but I haven't zeroed it or anything or even pulled the trigger on it so I'll try to get out thing get that out next week and, and make my decision you know hopefully that that one's great it's a local Florida company I'd like to support them um, if not I'm probably going to be getting one of the JPs because those have been uh, I've been really happy with those they're a little heavy but uh, I've been happy with their performance because uh, they run which is job one and they hit what you're aiming at if you do your part. Uh, recap of the Florida Open. I shot PCC, as I said. Florida Open, if you're not a not a local or haven't been to the Florida Open, it's uh, this year was the 20th anniversary. Frank Garcia started it uh, 20 years ago. Imagine that. And it's always been the anchor anchor match for the academy for Universal Shooting Academy. It's uh, you know grown pretty much every year. Uh, it's kind of seen as the, the the year opener for for the shooting community, even though it's not a not even our first match down here. But a lot of people look at that as the the first big match of the year, and it has a good draw for a lot of reasons. Obviously, I like to think we put on a good match, but frankly, it's Florida in February, and a lot of people are looking to get out of whatever cold hellhole they live in and and come down to Florida for a couple of days of normally perfect weather and some shooting and this year was no exception on that the weather was outstanding and then also it's, it's always had a uh, large international flavor to it frank's always had a lot of uh, contacts and, and relationships with with shooters from all over the world uh, through competition and through training and a lot of them uh, come over for this match is kind of a traditional trip for them so we certainly appreciate having them there uh, and then we've, we've always used all classic targets. So all, all those things kind of combine together to make it a, a unique flavor of the match. The uh, classic targets, the large interna international percentage of shooters. We have a couple of international ROs the last couple of years. So it kind of gives it the IPSC feel, even though it's certainly not an IPSC match. Uh, every stage is large, 28, 30, 32 rounds, uh, 10 stages big field courses uh, so that's not Ipsic-esque obviously and then the other reputation we have is for being a, a difficult match difficult in uh, accuracy requirements difficult in uh, positions and you know what I would call a technical match you've, you've got to hit your spots you've got to be able to to shoot accurately and uh, one thing that was different this year being the anniversary match 
Frank used to uh, never have no shoots in his match. It was always a high difficulty match, but it was accomplished through other means. They, they used to use a lot of long range steel, you know, 20, 30 yard, eight inch plates. Um, when I, when I took over and started running it a number of years ago, I, I brought in the no shoots to tighten up, tighten up the shots and you can have some closer range targets that still have a difficulty level to them. And it just opens up your options as a stage designer, I think. Uh, but being that this was the anniversary, I thought I would do the throwback to the old days and have no no-shoots. So we came up with a couple of uh, a couple of ideas, one of them unique, one of them not so unique, in order to you know keep our reputation of accuracy without using the no-shoots. And so we used a lot of half targets, which everybody's seen those before. But the the metric or the uh, classic target, you know, cut in half is presents a pretty small target. And then the other thing I did was I used uh, full uh, targets painted solid black as hardcover. So I took 100, 150, whatever targets, laid them out, power sprayed them all solid black. And then I used those throughout the, throughout the um, target placement pretty much as I would use a no-shoot in any, in any other circumstance. Uh, so to create partial targets, to uh, cut down angles on walls, we used the the uh, mesh walls, the black black mesh walls, and we use those for a lot of reasons. They're they're lightweight, and I'm the one that carries them around the range every day to to, to design stuff. Oftentimes by myself, so it's nice to have a lightweight system you can move around. And it's pretty windy on our range uh, throughout the year, so that that is that helps in the amount of construction and bracing you have to do to make the wall stand up. Uh, being that it's mesh and you know allows a, l- a large amount of the wind to go through, and then it's just uh, although I don't care a whole lot about the, the safety aspect of the wall, but it does add to the safety aspect and the speed of being able to reset the stage uh, have, by having the ability to see to see all, all the whole range from from standing back at the at the uprange area. Um, but the downside of that is when you're when you're using walls to cut angles. Especially if they're, you know, partially downrange or, or fully downrange, even uh, you can get a, you you could potentially get a shot through the mesh and and nobody would ever know it and hit the target. So traditionally, I use you know no shoots in critical spots like that. I try not to cover every edge of every wall with a no shoot, but uh, I use them in critical spots to make sure you get that lean angle right. Make sure you're not shooting through the mesh, and if you do blow up the edge of my wall, at least you're getting a ten point penalty for it. Um, so again, not having no shoots, that, that presented a problem there. So we used the, the black hardcover in, in that aspect as well. Uh, but other than that, it was actually a really cool idea. It came out better than I thought. And it's definitely something I'll use in the future. It, it just presented a different look. I mean, we, when you have the, when you had that full black target overlapping another target, again, just like you would use a no shoot, you know, either holding it on the bottom half or bottom two thirds or you know, bottom diagonal or whatever. Uh, it just looked different. And I know we've used, you know, everybody's used regular hardcover where you you chalk a line or you run a piece of tape or run a perf or whatever, and then you spray paint the that portion of the target black. Uh, but this just looked different. And I thought that was a cool aspect to add. Anytime you can provide the competitor with a different look, you know, something they haven't seen before, I think that's a bonus. So that was cool. Definitely use that again in the future. 
And uh, other than that, the, the match logistically ran well. We had uh, f- like 480 or something signed up. I think we ended up with 450 or, or 440 or something scores. Had a you know fair number of no shoes, no shows. Uh, but the match ran good. A little, little long on the first day. But we got through that. And uh, everything was well, man. The, the awards went good. The prize table thing went good. And I've got a lot of help that allows me to pull this off. A lot of good friends. We've we've talked about that in previous episodes, but uh, that's what makes us look good. You know, everybody's got their job, and everybody trusts that that person's doing their job, and it gets things done. Obviously, I, no way I could do everything by myself. So I appreciate all all their support. That's kind of the match director hat side of the recap. And in terms of shooting, I shot PCC. And had a penalty-free match, which that's pretty rare for the Florida Open. I know what you're saying. Yeah, well, you used a rifle. Yeah, well, I did. So get on the wave of the future or, or get left behind. Um, I think I've only shot one Florida Open clean ever up until this one. So this would be the second one. Uh, so that was cool. And I felt I put a pretty good match together uh, shooting-wise. I shot on staff day, which is always a challenge. I'm getting pretty accustomed to it because I do that for all the matches down here. So it's just it's just what I do, and you get used to performing under those conditions. But you don't get as uh, as much time off, you know, between stages. And I'm usually getting pulled away to go do this or fix that or answer these questions or visit this person or whatever. And you come back and you jump in when you can jump in. So that's never optimal for performance. Plus, you're oftentimes not shooting with your competitors, which I'm never shooting my competitors uh, when I'm in when I'm working in that capacity. So you don't really get to see the pace of others and uh, how they're how they're attacking, activating sequences and things like that. But again, I do it for just about every match we have here, so I'm accustomed to working under those conditions. Uh, but at the end of the day, I felt I, I felt I shot pretty well. Uh, it was a long day, 11 stages of you know 30 some rounds, and we didn't start till. I don't know, probably close to nine because it was staff day, and that's that fiasco the way it always works. Uh, so we ran a little late, and I did feel myself getting a little tired at the end of the day. I've got to get back on the on the fitness chain train hashtag first rule. I've been lacking a little bit this last really year. I've had a couple of months of glory, but uh, insert excuse here and new babies and all that. Just trying to baby, uh, just trying to figure out the, a new schedule that's going to work for me, but. That's the first time I really felt it, so I've got to got to get better about get, getting back on the fitness. Uh, but I did feel myself winding down a little bit towards the last couple of stages, and you know, trying to stay motivated and get up on it and and aggressively finish out the match. But I've, I felt I shot pretty well overall. The I'm getting you know I'm getting better with the PCC, getting better at moving the rifle around. My movements my movements pretty solid, I think. Uh, the the biggest thing I see with PCC that I'm lacking is transitions target to target uh, driving the rifle and it may just be that it uh, it sucks to drive the rifle around that uh, could just be the answer I mean I, I know that's the case in three gun it's uh, it's not easy to drive the rifle around but I think maybe I'm just not used to that in PCC thinking that you're you're shooting a pistol match and you just, I just don't feel like I can I can move the gun around well I know you can't move the gun around like you do a pistol so I've, I've got some improvements uh, to work there. Pulling the trigger-wise, I'm not 
blazing fast either, but I never have been. I've never been a fast splits guy. And I see that in three gun as well. I, I, last podcast we talked about it, but shooting the three gun nation match where it's time plus scoring two anywhere on target. And the guys were giving me shit because I had three hits in the eight in circle on a, a couple of distant pistol targets because I was taking an extra shot to you know, make sure I was good and ended up being all in the middle. And they're like, damn it, dude, you know, loosen up, spray a little bit. Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm lacking on that side there and not being able to turn the speed, <clears throat> turn the speed up enough. Uh, but some of that is in the transitions as well. And then I see that, I see that same thing in PCC. So not only transitions, but uh, getting up on the trigger, I could probably shoot a little bit faster than I do in terms of shot to shot uh, splits. Not necessarily transitions, but splits. I feel I could be a little bit better. Uh, but I think the main room for improvement is transitions. And so that's something I'll work on before uh, Area 6, I think. I, like I said, I haven't made up my mind yet, but I think I'm going to shoot PCC there. So I'll definitely work on my on my transitions a little bit before that. Uh, principles are the same as pistol. You're getting the eyes ahead of the gun, identifying that spot on the target, driving the gun to that spot. I just don't feel like I'm getting on the getting on the trigger as quick coming into that target as I should or as as I do with the pistol. So that's one area of improvement I need to work on. Uh, which leads me into the next point is we talked about this after the state match recap, but there's a lot of dudes coming into PCC that you that you have not heard of if you're only a pistol guy. So we had Scott Green come in to shoot the Florida Open, and he's from the West Coast, and. Uh, a really accomplished three gunner and I think he I think he won the the Lucas Oil PCC thing I'm not really sure what exactly what that match was but uh, I think he, it was all PCC deal from what I know and and uh, he won that so obviously a hell of a rifle shooter and I, I'm pretty sure I didn't previously know him and I didn't see him shoot I wish I could have got out got out there and uh, saw, saw him shoot some stages but he shot the weekend, and by that point in the match, I've got all my match director stuff going on, and I'm pretty much either busy in the office or, or dealing with issues throughout the day. Uh, so not a lot of time for watching shooting. Uh, but I did see some of his stuff on uh, his social media. We, we met after the match, and a uh, nice guy. And so I've been stalking him on social media a little bit and watched some of his, his stages for the match. And holy shit, is he fast. So... You know that's 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 where three gun comes from, or he gets that coming from three gun, and that's like I just mentioned. That's what I'm lacking in three gun is the ability to just get up on him, because you hit the target anywhere twice in three gun is just as damn good as hitting the middle. So, you know, why take the time to aim and hit in the middle? Just get on it quicker. You're, you're accepting less. You know, like like an 18 by 24 steel challenge plate or something. You don't. You know, hitting the middle gets you nothing. You just got to get on there somewhere. So why settle the dot so much? Uh, for waiting it for you know waiting for it waiting for it to settle to hit the middle, uh, so that's what I'm lacking in three gun. And I was watching him shoot on some of the videos, and you know that that's what he's doing now. Unfortunately for him, fortunately for me, this ain't three gun. You know it's USPSA and and uh, hit factor scoring. And not only is it hit factor scoring, PCC you're shooting friggin' minor, which really sucks. Um, you cannot afford misses. You cannot afford deltas. And you want to keep the Charlies to a minimum. And so, again, fortunately for me, he had uh, he had a few penalties and uh, a few deltas. So 
that allowed me to pull out the win, but I won by 0.74 of a point. Not a percentage, of a point. And it was, uh, I didn't look exactly, but 1,600 point match or something like that. Uh, so, not a lot. And when you think of a Charlie, you know, one hit, one hit outside the uh, A zone, and the Charlie is, is, is two points penalties. And I won by 0.74, so, you know, less than one half of one shot that missed by one inch. So you don't get much tighter than that. Uh, you know, if any of my any of my alphas have been a Charlie or if any of my Charlies have been a Delta, I lose. If, you know, any of his Deltas are a Charlie or he, he, he gets rid of one of those misses, uh, he wins. So that's super, super tight. And, you know, we obviously, both of us, we got to meet in the middle somewhere. He's got to, you know, pick up the accuracy a little bit for USPSA and I got to pick up the speed. Uh, so that was, it was good to see. And uh, I'll look out for more of it. Um, it's going to be some on splits, but it's going to be a lot on transitions, I'm feeling. So that'll give me some things to work on and, and uh, uh, you know, pick up, the, pick up the speed while hopefully maintaining the majority of the accuracy. Because with that minor scoring, man, you just cannot, uh, you cannot be dropping points. I had a, had a student today that was struggling with some trigger control. We had a real simple 12-round drill, you know, shoot three targets, move a little bit, shoot three targets, and he was just pushing it too much. And I, I don't like to say going too fast because it's not that. We want to go fast, but, you know, he wasn't using the correct type of sight picture and the, and the correct type of trigger control for this given target for his skill level. And he was running the thing in, like, 10 seconds, 10 and a half seconds. I think the best one might have been high nines. But having to miss every run or and or... And or multiple deltas every run and you know shooting production so we had the same conversation i was like look if i had a million dollars could you shoot always on this drill and he said uh he said yeah i said all right well just for the record i do not have a million dollars but see if you can run out there and shoot always uh so he did and it was I forget exactly that we mathed it out. I forget exactly, but it was like 15 seconds. It was way longer than any of his other runs. But damn, if he didn't hit all A's, and it came out to like a four factor or, or something like that, so which was a higher than than he'd done yet. So it was an eye opening experience for him. It was like, holy crap, I can shoot. Of course, he said that slow. I don't like to think of it as that slow, but you know, I can shoot that slow and still do better than and, and yeah, you can, especially shooting minor. Uh, you've got to hit the middle of the target. Now, as you get to the top of the game. Obviously, you've got to have you've got to have the speed as well as uh, as the points, but you got to get those good points. That's why we're always preaching uh, accuracy and points. But the rest of the match was uh, was fine. Again, I felt the movement was good. Uh, the, the 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 you know the, the shooting, the hitting of the targets, and, and getting good points was well was good. I uh, just got to work on that transition speed a little bit, I think, and maybe push the, the split speed split speed a little bit. But it's going to be more in transitions. Have I said transitions enough? And uh, we had some half, the half targets we talked about. Though we had a lot of those on swingers. Uh, that's one thing that got me the state match. Uh, we didn't we didn't have the half target state match, but we had some swingers at some distance, and really never shot swingers with a rifle before. You know, even three gun, you don't you don't see that because you can't really activate them off of a steel or anything with a rifle. I mean, I'm sure I've shot one or two at some point, but 
not a lot. And uh, had a miss on a swinger in the state match. So that was something that kind of caught my attention because I didn't see it. I didn't, I didn't call the miss at all. And I thought it was fine. And so that just tells you you're not seeing what you think you're seeing. And, you know, it's just because it's a new platform. It was you know, coming in, coming relatively new into PCC, number one. Number two, it was a borrowed gun that I just got the day before, so you're not used to that. And just all that stuff matters. All that stuff adds up until you're not as comfortable, you're not as in tune with watching the dot or watching the site uh, as you as you would be with something you're more familiar with. Uh, so I was pleased that I, I, I felt like I was on the site good in this match. I felt like I was seeing the seeing the site lift well, getting good hits on targets. I did have a couple makeups that was a was a really well called bad shot, which you know, bad shots aren't great, but it's nice when you know it. It's nice when you see it. And again, not because you're looking at the target, because you're reading your sights. Uh, so that, that's it's actually a real confidence booster for me when something happens. You essentially make a mistake, but you saw it. You know, you caught it right away. You're able to make a make an additional shot and, and make it up. So definitely feel like I'm getting behind the rifle better. Uh, looking forward to trying out this new rifle and see how that works. In the meantime, I got the Glock cleaned up today. I actually cleaned it for once. That's been a couple years. And uh, getting ready for IDPA Championship this weekend. So hope you guys get on the range this weekend. Be sure to hit me up with your questions. Until next time, see you on the range. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. 